Now, my text this Christmas morning, 2020, is taken from Mark chapter 14 and verse 3. And it reads as follows, And being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious, and she broke the box and poured it on his head. And my theme today is entitled, The Christmas Box Story. 2020 has been a tough year for everyone. There's hardly a family in Northern Ireland and beyond that hasn't experienced hardship and difficulty that have put them under extreme pressure. The lives of babies, children, young women, young men, older women, older men, working men, businessmen, rich and poor, educated and uneducated. It's true to say that for all of us together, it's been a hard, tough year. We've all been affected. Now, I want us in our minds to travel back in time till the Christmas Eve of 1630. That's 390 years ago, young people. I want you to come in your minds to a place called Massachusetts. And I want you to think of a colony of English settlers there known as the Massachusetts Bay Colony. You see, this year, 2020 marks the 400th anniversary of the sailing of the Mayflower when she set sail from Plymouth on a two-month voyage to America. It was on the 16th of December, 16th of September, 2020. They were the founding fathers of modern-day America. They, that group of people became known as the Pilgrim Fathers, they left England because of persecution to practice religious freedom. Some settled in James's town, others went to Virginia, and yet more came to the Massachusetts Bay area. And during the first 10 years, life in the new colony was hard. They faced starvation, there was drought, disease, death. There was really harsh winters. There was violence with the Native Americans. There was crop failure. Sadly, half of the men, the women, and the children, they died. So we're coming forward now from 1620 to 1630. And I want you to think of one family, a minister called James. His wife, Anne. She was just known as the minister's wife. They had three children, two boys, Jim and John, and a girl called Ruth. And they became known as the Christmas box story. I wonder if you ever heard of it. It's printed by the late Ernie Allen uh, from the Every Home Crusade. And, and I found it in a copy of a book when we were moving books into the, out of boxes into the porter cabin at the back of the church. I discovered that there's seven reference to the word box in the Bible. Two, uh, four in the Old Testament, two in the book of Kings, 2 Kings 9 and 1 and 3, uh, a box of oil is mentioned. And then in Isaiah 41 and Isaiah 60, the box tree is mentioned. And then in Matthew 26 and 7, Mark 14 and 3, and Luke 7 and 37, there's this box, alabaster box of spikenard, very costly. 
So there's seven references to the word box in the Bible, and I have chosen Mark 14, verse 3, to share with you some thoughts today. This is a story, the Christmas box story, of one of God's faithfulness, one of God's provision, a, a story of faith in God, a story of doubt in the deepest and dark of times. There's three things I want to tell you about the Christmas box story. Here's the first thing. The box is brought into the house. If you look at our text, it says, There came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious. So think of this woman coming into the house, and she brought the box into the house. The box is brought into the house. If I could take you to Massachusetts in the Christmas Eve of 1630, the minister's wife called Anne. She testified it was a harsh winter, colder than usual. The salary hadn't been paid. Uh, it was Christmas Eve. The minister wasn't on the full salary because people in the parish, even though they were kind and generous, did their best. But remember, it's a new settlement. Life is hard for all. And all the families were struggling. They shared the little that they had. They, they helped each other. They, they, they learned to depend on each other for connection, for communication, for hope, uh, for, for support in difficult times. And they believed in the physical, mental and well-being of each man, woman and child in the new colony as important. It's Christmas Eve at 1630. The minister's wife herself is struggling. She's a true believer. She has trusted in Christ for salvation. She had learned to lean on God's promises in hard times. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. She knew the Lord was her savior. The Lord was her fortress, her deliverer, her provider, her sustainer, her helper. But she found it hard. And she was full of fears and doubts. And she confessed that she had such negative thoughts about the Lord. She felt, well, the Lord had failed them as a family. The Lord had forgotten them. The, the Lord had forsaken them. Now, this is Christmas Eve, 1630. You see, her husband, well, he worked so hard, but like me, in a sense, preaching the word of God, teaching the children their school lessons, traveling to um, different uh, homesteads and different settlements, um, times of prayer, um, often the wife would have been left alone The husband was away He rode a horse and horseback Funerals, meetings uh, Attending to the sick His overcoat, she testified Was very thin and threadbare And breakfast that morning Christmas Eve was a rice cake A cup of tea with no sugar The boys Jim and John Well they were healthy and they were well Ruth at times was sickly the children's clothes for seven years had been patched and repatched. They'd been there seven years, arrived in 1623. The well that day was frozen. The wind was blowing. There was cracks in the floor. The, the snow was falling. She felt that this was the harshest winter ever. And it's Christmas Eve. And what do children talk about in Christmas Eve? They talk about their presents. Things that they'd asked for. Ruth reminded them that she had asked for a new doll. Not a rag doll, mummy. A wax doll. I prayed about it. And that prayer, of course, was ringing in mumming ears. That The boys said, well, well, we have asked for a pair of skates each. And mummy felt, that's impossible. She felt fearful, upset. She burst into tears. She, she was angry with the Lord. Lord, I'm fed up with such harsh times and, and harsh living. Why are we here? 
And maybe you're this morning facing circumstances like what I'm describing. Your life is hard and difficult for you. And, and, and maybe you're angry with the Lord. And, and maybe you're doubting and under pressure. Well, that morning, her husband uh, had to make a call to see a six man. He was away till late evening. He came home about 8 p.m. Uh, remember, it's Christmas Eve. The children are in bed early. Ruth has said her prayers again. She's prayed about the doll. Minded the Lord, skates for her brothers, new clothes for mummy, she asked. New coat for daddy, socks for daddy too, Lord. She said to her mummy as she got into bed, Mummy, I believe. I'll be there tomorrow, mummy. Don't cry. The mummy burst into tears. This is impossible. The husband returned, chilled to the bone, exhausted, took his boots off, his feet were red with cold, hard lines and face, look of despair, as if to say to the wife, what are we going to do? The few, few logs in the fire. They sat there staring into the fire and they sat in silence. Over, over an hour passed, not a word, he just held his wife's hand. And that look of despair, and that look of doubt, and that darkness was into the soul. And the wife felt this. And she wrote this in her diary. I felt as if I wanted to die. I felt as if I wanted to go out and meet God and say, Lord, why have you failed us? You're not a true helper and provider. It was near 10 p.m. now. There was a sound of bells outside. There was a sleigh arrived. Footsteps. A knock at the door. Now, now the husband, remember he's the minister of the church. In the colony. And he often had late callers. And, and the wife thought, oh, there's a family in need. And she was saying, oh, no, James, not on Christmas Eve. You, you can't do it. You can't take it. It was one of the deacons. And he said, hi, Reverend. That's just the way they spoke. He said, hi, ma'am. Sorry to be so late. But a box has arrived at the port. It was lying down at the docks now. It's Christmas Eve. And I couldn't go and fetch it earlier this morning so I brought it now as quickly as I could oh and by the way here's a turkey it's just been freshly killed and, and plucked for you the wife sent you this basket of potatoes um, here's some bread it's just freshly baked here's some eggs and a bag of flour I'm sorry they're not more and Anne said Deacon Pike it's a feast for us thank you now the box was brought in just like the alabaster box in the hands of the woman. Remember that woman gate crashed the face where Jesus was. And, and, and that box that, 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 that she brought in. Um, maybe some in that room where Jesus was and the disciples. I wonder what's in the box. What's she carrying that alabaster box for? That alabaster box is very expensive in itself. It looks a nice box. It's worth a lot of money. wonder what's inside. Not only was the box brought into the house, but I want you to think of something else. The box is broken in the house. See, after the deacon has gone, James, the minister, he found a chisel and a hammer, began to open the box. It was very well nailed. Good joiner like David must have nailed it. On the top of the box, there was a thick red woolen blanket. Lovely. Anne lifted it out. And beneath it was an assortment of clothes. And she said to her husband, James, I can't touch them, James. 
My heart's not right with the Lord. I've been away from God for months. I've felt it so hard that I couldn't even pray. I've doubted him. I've been angry with him. I am broken in my heart. And the two of them there, they wept and they prayed. They confessed their sins and they thanked God. And by this time, it's now 11 o'clock. They put some logs in the fire. Anne wrapped the warm blanket around her. She lit two candles. She made a cup of tea. She cut some of the bread and she put some of the eggs on the boil. And then they began to examine the contents of the box. There was a large overcoat for James, just the right size to keep him warm. There was a lovely winter dress. It was red wool, matching blue cloak, yards of cloth to make more dresses. There was an apron, there was gloves, there was hats, there was undergarments, there were shoes for everyone, all neatly set out in the box. She said to James, try on your coat. He said to her, will you try on your shoes? And when she tried on the shoes, she found a little note inside, and this is what it said. Thy shoes shall be iron and brass, and as thy day, so shall thy strength be. James put on the coat, and he put his hand into his pocket, like most of us would do. And this is what it said in the little paper in his pocket. I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, fear not. I will help thee. Lovely promises from the Old Testament scriptures. There were suits for the boys. There was a dress for Ruth. Um, gloves and scarves all made of lovely wool. And after lifting out the last dress for Ruth, what was at the bottom of the box? A big, lovely wax doll. And Anne burst into tears. James wept for joy. They hugged each other. They just couldn't believe it. And, and they looked again. And what was below the doll? Two pairs of wooden skates for the boys. Bigger than they needed. But Anne says, don't worry. They'll, they'll grow into it. There was books to read. There was a box of needles. There was threads. There was buttons. There, there was a, an envelope addressed to James with a gold piece inside. And they cried for joy. It was past midnight. They made more tea. They ate more bread. They ate their eggs. And they had a feast with joy and happiness. They really enjoyed their supper. And they read the scriptures. They prayed to God. They thanked the Lord. And they, and they blessed the Lord for the box that was brought in. And the breaking of the box. Didn't the woman break the box of Spikenard? This costly perfume over the head of Christ. She, she poured it over him. And it run down the whole of his being. And, and the house was filled with a fragrance. And the whole house was affected. What a gift of love. What a gift of joy and delight. And, 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 and a gift of, 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 of praise and devotion to the Lord. The box brought into the house. The box broken in the house. But I want you to think as we close. The box is bought for the house. James and Anne and the three children never knew who sent the box. They only know that it came from England. It was a costly box in itself. Just like the costly box of the spikenard ointment. It's an alabaster box. The, 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 the ointment itself was worth 300 pence, almost a year's wages. 
And I'm sure the contents of that box in Christmas Eve 1630, if it was counted up, was a costly box with a gold piece in it. It was a chosen box because somebody had carefully not only made it, but inserted the contents. And that was true of the woman with the alabaster box of spikenard. It was hers to do with it as she chose. And she chose to give it to Christ, to break it on the head of Christ. And the whole of the house was affected. The the whole of the house was blessed. Can you imagine that morning? Ruth squealing with delight when she seen the doll, hugging and hugging it. Carrying it about with her. She went to her room and she thanked the Lord. And she said, I knew, mommy. I believed, mommy. I had asked God and he hears an answered prayer. The boys were soon skating in the pond. Anne was shouting out the door, telling them to be careful. The Christmas Day service went ahead as usual, a service of thanksgiving. And they blessed the Lord for the chosen box, for there was something in it for them all. Could I finish with that thought? It was a comforting box. Because that box that was brought in, that was broken, brought such comfort and joy. Because of its contents, there was something for all. And because Christ had the contents poured in him, everyone else in the house was affected by it. Maybe you're thinking this morning, what's the greatest gift of Christmas? The gift of love? Yes, that's a great gift. The gift of time, yes. The gift of a present, yes. But here's the greatest gift of all, the gift of the Christ child. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Think of this as we finish. A Savior for all kinds of people. Little children can be saved. Why? Because our Lord Jesus was a little child. Did he not say, suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not for of such is the kingdom of heaven? See, children are so approachable, so, so affable. Well, well, Christ was called the Christ child and he can identify with the children. He can identify with the young girls in the world. Think of his choosing of Mary. Blessed among women, not above women. We don't believe in Mary Auditory. We don't believe that Mary should be worshipped. It's not in the Bible. We read over there in the book of Luke, in Luke chapter 1 and in the verse 35, that this is what the Word of God says. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. She was chosen to be the vehicle of his coming into the world. Think of the young man, Joseph, a just young man, not willing to put his wife away uh, uh, publicly, was willing in his mind at least to put her away privily. See, he was a changed and transformed man. He was a saved young man. Think of the old woman, Anna. Uh, uh, Think of the, the older man, Simeon. You see, a savior for all kinds of people, a savior who can become a fortress, a deliverer, a, a, a provider, a helper in time of need. And can I just say this morning, see if you're here full of doubt and you're full of fear and, and you're fretting and you're worried about today or tomorrow or the future. 
Could I call upon you to trust this wonderful Savior? He's a Savior for all kinds of people. And you can not only trust him, but you can talk to him and you can open up your heart. And whatever you dread, you can tell him about it. Even if you're angry, you can tell him about it. And you don't have to dread anything. You don't have to doubt his wisdom or his protective care. This family faced hard times. Family facing difficult days. But what a wonderful Christmas box. And the lesson that they learned, a box that was brought in, a box that was broken in their house, but a box that was blessed because of its contents for all. I trust and pray that this Christmas box story will be a blessing to many who hear it at this time.